Podcast with Aaron Howe. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Garrison Financial Friday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports. We're right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We got uh, our man Leland coming up in, in the next segment. What? Yeah, he had text me and he's going to give us an update on uh, the year for officials versus cancer, the golf oh, tournament. That's great. And other stuff. So he'll be coming up in the next segment. Uh, man, our guy Quade Cummins has turned it on on the Corn Ferry Tour. Back-to-back top 15 finishes. He had a top six. He tied for six two weeks ago in Colorado. Tied for 13th last week, and then yesterday seven under par in his first round. He goes out this morning tied ninth. How about this? If you shot even par yesterday, you beat three people. Really? Yeah. That's it. That's all you beat. Hmm. Yeah, stay in school, kids. <laughs> Corn Ferry Tour may not be yeah. for you. Interesting side note: When I was down in Florida, I saw a truck. Uh huh. It said Cummins on it. Oh, really? Yeah. But it had like Louisiana tags. There's a story there. Yeah, that seems pretty wild. It's probably changed hands a couple times and found its way to Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, he's just getting underway. Tied tenth at seven under par. After one round. Seven under par, tied 10. Tied 10. Wow. Glenview, the Glen Club in Glenview, Illinois. Is that not a punch to the gut? You're like, man, I'm playing great. I'm in 10th place. <laughs> I mean, that's some good competition. I'm not knocking his play, but that's I mean, golf for you, right? That's the mental thing, though. You could play really, really good, but there could be nine other people who are playing better than you. <laughs> Corn Ferry Tour is not for the faint of heart. Those guys, they can go low. They can go low. Now, the problem is consistently being able to do it. But, I mean, if you look up every single week in one of the rounds, somebody will shoot 8, 9, 10 under par every single week in, in each round. Now, they might come back. They might follow, like, this guy, R. McCormick. What's his first name? Ryan. So Ryan McCormick leads. He shot 11 under par 60 yesterday. Now he's liable to shoot, you know, like two under day. And that's why, you know, the the kind of the learning curve down on the Corn Ferry Tour versus the PGA Tour. Those guys, maybe maybe, it, maybe you don't see a 61 or a 60 each week on the tour. But consistently they're able to back those rounds up a little bit more frequently. Than what some of the guys on the Corn Ferry, and that's what they're down there learning, trying to get their make their way into the PGA Tour. So we'll kind of keep you updated on what he's doing. As we move along throughout the show. Also, I never we we talked just a brief moment about kind of the Ryder Cup and where it stands. I'm wondering for you, 
if you're making these picks here in a month, are you looking at how they're playing now, weighing that more heavily than maybe what their experience has been in these competitions? Okay, I, I'm interested to get your thoughts on exactly kind of where you're at on that form versus experience argument um, as we get you know closer and closer to Zach Johnson making those picks. Uh, as I mentioned, Leland will be in here in just a little bit uh, to update us on the officials versus cancer. Be in here? No. Oh. I mean, we'll call him, but uh, he'll be on, on the horn. And then it's Garrison Financial Friday. I had all these great soccer questions to ask Scott. I guess we just got to throw them away, and we'll uh, we'll kind of do do our own thing without him. I mean, the soccer guru. I was going to look at the very first two things I have for him was soccer, soccer. We're still getting a check from him, though, right? Yeah. There's not going to be. <laughs> it's still Garrison Financial Friday, yeah, right? There's not going to be many chances that he's had to go soccer, soccer back to back, and unfortunately, he missed it. Here on this Garrison Financial Friday, so we'll uh, we'll pivot and look for something else. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. Two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at two two five nine six nine eight. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. One of those is to log on to kadsam.com. The other is to download the Paragon app. The app has got it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News hit the website on Wednesday. And now you can start picking up a free copies of that Penny News in the print edition as you move forward. And then Big Elk and Paragon TV. They're there. Coming before you know it. We'll have live streaming of high school sports. How are you this morning, Jared? I am good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Um, it's hot. Mm-hmm. What else is new? It's hot. I'm, I think my rib is getting better. It's still not. Yeah. How is that? <clears throat> I went to uh, I went to the chiropractor yesterday. I was hoping that they would just find like that I slipped a rib. And they could just put it back where it goes, mm-hmm. and it, it would heal faster. Fortunately, that's not it. It's kind of pulled something or so, strained a muscle in there, and so it's just going to be a little bit longer process. So it was a muscle thing. Yeah. Okay. They just tell you to take I, it easy? Yeah. <clears throat> I think I've come to grips. You know, it's the club championship this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've, I've started to come to, to terms with the fact that uh, there's probably – not much chance that I could actually play. Oh, no. Now, here's the deal. There's should they not, just postpone it? They should. <laughs> they won't, but they should. Um, yeah, there's not very good chance. There wasn't much chance for me to actually win, but it's always fun to go out and compete. You know, you, you just don't play your own ball very much. You know, you look at the tournaments around, a lot of times it's, you know, the scrambles like ours. or Yeah. <clears throat> there's just not a lot of ton. There's not just a ton of chances to to go out and you know post your own score, and that's probably a good thing uh, in a lot of ways for me uh, to not have to put just my name, a number by just my name. But anyway, so that kind of stinks. I don't unless some I wake up tomorrow, or maybe if I'm reeling in a fish at the fishing derby, it change it heals it 
miraculously. I don't know. Fishing Derby is tomorrow. Are you excited about the Fishing Derby? Of course. It's about my favorite thing. Very excited. Why are you doing that, Jared? What? I'm overly excited. Not overly. It's going to be I'm excited. hot. Well, yeah, it's going to be hot. Good news is it's early. You can't control it, so I mean, just <clears throat> whatever. But it is early, 8 to noon. And um, by noon, though, I mean, it'll be warm. I think it'll still be below 100. I'll take the over. Really? Yeah. What is uh, it right now? Well, it's like 80. Hold on. 81. 81. And it is 9 o'clock. We did have a little cloud cover. Yesterday we had this some cloud morning. Cover. I mean, there's been a little bit of. Yeah. So that, that helps that temperature from Let's just see. flying up. Today, Let's just say at noon. Today at noon says 93. Huh? And I don't know if I could look as far ahead to tomorrow at noon. I can't. But by 9 a.m. tomorrow, 81. So similar. See if the pattern's the same. Very similar. Now we usually don't hit the hundreds till about mid afternoon. Three, four, four o'clock about the hottest it can get during the day. Then it just holds on and stays seventy five at night. Yeah, I know that's I heard you say that. But seventy five at yeah. night. Yeah. But um nah, fishing derby should be fine. There's a lot of trees out there and gets in some shade. As long as there's a little breeze. I mean that's what Butch was saying in our last show on the other station was, you know. It's okay to sweat a little bit if it's windy because that, that keeps you cool, you know. I'm not wearing one of those sun shirts. Oh, no, I'm wearing our awesome shirts that we got. Which, by the way, come on out, kids. Get yourself a shirt. Yeah, Got to get shirts. out there early because yes. those, those things go by fa- go fast. And uh, we got loner poles and tackle if you don't have your own uh, gear. And um, chance to win some prizes, including $100 bills. Hundred dollar bills or lifetime fishing license. Well, a couple of those I being given away. I think uh, the lifetime fishing license. What I'd want, right? It's a pretty amazing yeah. gift. Yeah. Pretty amazing thing that uh, Grant's auction helps us out with every year. Yeah, Very it's really cool. cool when it's maxed out at the ponds and you just look and there's just pull, 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 just all around both ponds. There's a lot of times during the kids' fishing derby where I think to myself, how in the world are they reeling fish in and not just all getting tangled up because there's so many people? Yeah, I've thought that too. I've thought, you know, or two get hung up and they think it's a fish. Two people trying to reel in what they think's a fish and it's actually just someone else's lure. (laughs) Nah, but we'll have food out there, Presidio, helping us out. Um, they're having their whole family day out there too, so it's kind of coinciding. It's gonna be great, great time. Yeah, fishing derby till noon. I think the train rides and that kind of stuff last till two. Right. With Presidio train rides, miniature golf. Yeah, I just got a uh, text. Carousel. The Presidio cooks hoping for a cool morning. Yeah, <laughs> me too. For them, absolutely. I'm and for f- me, no, just more importantly though, for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, bring a chair and find some shade. I am going to bring a chair. Yeah. Well, I'm about I, my kids. We we got them. You know, all the girls got these in the you know goodie bags and softball like those neck fan things. <laughs> I might bring one of those. I might charge that up tonight. <laughs> bring one of those. I don't care how silly I look. Stay cool. Okay, so we can scrap the soccer and go to baseball. Well, you don't want to talk about Messi. Nope. I was going to have Scott talk about Messi. He's okay. the soccer expert, but since he's not here, we'll go to baseball. Probably, you know, 
right behind soccer, his favorite sport. Baseball? No. <laughs> Not at all. All right. Well, let's go right to it's baseball. too bad for him, though. Okay, so <laughs> yesterday, Shohei Otani becomes the first player ever to throw a shutout in one game of a doubleheader. A one-hitter, by the way. And then hit a home run in the other game of the doubleheader, which he ended up hitting two. So some guy named Sonny Seibert in 1971. But this was the same game. It wasn't across two games of a doubleheader. He threw a shutout and hit two home runs on the same day. But he didn't do it in, in multiple games. So Otani joins him. First guy to do that since 1971. He's the first guy ever to throw a shutout in one game of a doubleheader and then hit a home run in the other. And like I said, he hit two. Do you think, is there is there anything to, maybe it freed him up after the Angels come out and say, okay, enough of this trade talk. We're not trading this guy. We're keeping him for a playoff run. Is there anything to that? Or do you think he's just so incredibly talented it just happened to happen on the same day? It just happened to happen on the same day. He's just that incredibly talented. I don't think there's anything to it because I don't think the Angels were in any kind of serious – and I've I've stood this ground for, ever since we've talked about it. I don't think they were ever in serious – I don't think they were even answering the phone when it came to discussions about trading Otani. I don't. So I don't think that was lingering in the clubhouse – for Otani to kind of keep looking over his shoulder and it and it hampers his play. I think, you know, the uh, the blister on the finger thing was was holding back his pitching. He's missed a couple starts. Um, the bat's always been there. I mean, it, it, he's just it was just a coincidence in my opinion. Makes for a good story though. I mean, they're all in, right? I mean, they're it's it's There's playoffs no or bust. Well, sure, and and it's Otani or checking, bust. Checking, checking, third place West. Okay, three and a half back in the wild card. <laughs> I mean, listen, these, these numbers are awesome. This this individual stuff with him is great. And we'll, here we go again. If the Angels can't make the playoffs, here's what's scary if you're an Angels fan. Okay, now you're all in for on Otani, which I said you should have been. He's the greatest player almost of all time. I mean, arguably. Right there up there with Babe Ruth. So you you can't trade him away. You can't. You got to go for it. But what's scary is giving away the farm to bring pieces in to accommodate him, and he still signs with someone else. I mean, not they only, haven't given away a damn thing. They 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 gave away some. I think it's crazy that they're that unless they know. I understand what you're saying about you got to take your shot. If I'm an Angels fan, I love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I love it. We're never going to have another chance to have a better player than we got right now. He's ours. Maybe he likes, you know, I love that they're shooting their shot. And I think it's dumb as hell. Because he they he's not signing there. Do you really believe they have any chance to re-sign him? Like give me a percentage that the Angels have a chance of, of re-signing Otani. Less than fifty. Yeah, I was, surely. Gonna, I was gonna say like forty nine percent. I mean, he's gonna listen to him because they he's the team that 
or they are the team he's playing for. So he'll, they'll, they'll get first crack at him, and he'll listen, and it'll probably come down to someone else and them. But I don't, I don't favor their chances. No. Well, no, you don't favor him. So no. then, why are you keeping him? Yeah. Why are you? Well, how, that that's my because it, because it's Otani. I understand. <laughs> I understand. It is, and like I said, if I was an Angels fan, I would love every second of what they're doing. Not being an Angels fan, you know what this reminds me of? So much. People like us holding out hope against hope in 2016, mm. or what it was it July the fourth of 17. And how damn dumb does that look now? Oh, yeah. Now, I understand it would have been impossible. The, but, the the fan base would have rioted. Rioted. If at the trade deadline that year, Sam Presti shipped out Kevin Durant. They would have absolutely rioted. But looking back on that, how much of a chance do you really think Oklahoma City had to actually re-sign Kevin Durant? Well, I think the 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 complacency of the fans back then thinking he'll resign because he already did once. He has to the first right? time. And, and he played with Oklahoma City for nine years. So there was just that complacency. Of, oh, and, and he came off as this, this homely guy that he's humble and he's not going to leave. He's said nothing about all the good and right things about the Thunder and the organization and Presti and Oklahoma City. And he's said, you know, all that stuff. So that's why – no one even thought about well, you got to trade him because free agency's coming up. Everyone thought oh, he'll resign. He likes it here. Okay, you're making right? my point. He did all those things and left. At what point has Otani even pretended like, oh yeah, I love the Angels? Has he? I don't know. I don't speak Japanese. I yeah. don't know what he's saying. <laughs> I don't think. Well, first off, he's not saying much, which no, is making it even worse. He's not saying anything. That's yeah. what's got to drive some Angels fans crazy. Oh yeah, he's not giving. He's not showing his hand for nothing. <clears throat> no, he's you not. You have no clue. He's not, and that's what I mean. This is kind of like it's not to the to the loyalty in sports that Jim talks about all the time, and how bad that is for you, and and I. It's it's an impossible situation for for the Angels because if you trade Otani, then you're you're setting yourself up for like curse of the Bambino type stuff, like Boston did. But if you don't trade him and he doesn't sign with you, you look like an idiot. When when most people, I mean, when you like listen to the national people that might have a little bit of extra info or intel. You don't really hear, hear all that many people going, oh, yeah, Angels are right in there. No, you don't. You know? And that's that's where it's like, golly. As bad as it would be to trade him, it's going to be worse to get nothing for him. Maybe they're thinking. But that's what it's scary if you're an for me if you're an Angels fan. Like if, if, if it was – if I was an Angels fan – I'm like, man, don't go out and desperately build, grab guys to help just this season and build around him and give up prospects and other players. Yeah, but you've got to to show him you're trying to win. I understand that, but the scary thing is when he signs with someone else and you're looking, oh, great, the cupboard's bare. We just, we lost Otani and the farm. 
Yeah. But again, it goes back to the it's Otani. I mean, you got to go for it. I get that. It's gonna be. I. I, I don't even know if they have. Let, let's realistically look at it. Can they catch? Can they make a wild card spot? We're three games behind Toronto, with sixty games left. Absolutely, they can. I mean, they're not too terribly far behind the Rangers. What, five games? Six games? It is, I believe it was four. No, it was six. I'm sorry. Six in the loss column. So that's that's a pretty good jump in 60 games. But the thing is, right now the way this is trending, the winner of the West and the second-place team in the West look like they're going to make the playoffs the, right now. It's gonna. So it's it's asking the wild a cards lot. are coming from the east or the west, and now the question is how many? Because you look at the east, everybody has fewer losses than the Angels. Baltimore leads with at sixty two and forty, and they've got the best record in the American League, which is unbelievable to say. I mean, Tampa Bay's trending down. Houston's trending up. Mm-hmm. If Houston gets that first place spot, then you got. A six at that point, a sixty-plus win Ranger team that could be leading the wild card, if not be in that second spot in the wild card. I'm saying it's asking. I mean, the West is really good, and and the Angels are going to have to go on, get on a heater. They're going to have to start streaking. Well, they're eight and two over the last. They 10. they are four straight. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that hurts. But guess what? The guy, the teams in the East are the same way. Yeah. Yeah, this AL West reminds me a lot of the AL East. I mean, everybody in the, in the every, everybody in the American League East is has a better record than yeah. the third place team in the West. The one saving grace is depending on how many games those teams in the West still have with Oakland. Yeah, I'm looking what what's up ahead for the Angels. But I mean, they've clearly made their decision. They're not trading him. And they're going to go for it. And I guarantee you their fans are loving every second of it. I heard Gottlieb on yesterday. He's an Angel fan. He loved every second of that of doing that. And in a lot, in the same reasons of you. It's Otani. You have to, when you have a guy like that, you have to do everything in your power to keep him. I'm just telling you right now, it's the wrong choice. They're coming up on a, I hope it is. I'm a Ranger fan. It's the fan. wrong choice. It's a Ranger fan. I hope they tank and I hope, they're, I hope they lose them and I hope they lose the farm. They go to Toronto for a three-game series. See, there series. you go. They, they could be tied. They go to Atlanta after that for a three-game series. I mean, they're coming up in six games here on the road. That's a tough stretch there. Let's see what happens. Host Seattle, host San Fran, at Houston, at Texas uh, in middle of August. That'll tell the tale of it. That right there. Man, I should have went to those games. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> should Those tickets probably would have been a lot more expensive than the Miami Marlins coming to Texas. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, the Angels sweep the Blue Jays and they've caught them. You know, three back in the loss column. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I understand there's a whole bunch of other teams that are there in between, but it's uh, they're definitely going for it. Made the trade yesterday, as that you mentioned. Um. But that that's even the worse fear than losing him for nothing is giving away a whole bunch of stuff to try to keep him and then losing him. 
So you, that's you, what I'm saying. You lost him for more than nothing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, that's all I'm saying. But if, but but here's the deal: if you want to try to sign, if you if you don't want to trade him, you have to do that. Curious to see if they do anything else between now. What is it? Tuesday. Yeah. I'm curious to see if they do anything else. Well, I mean, that's they they have to. Because I mean, the is, best is chance Trout you, done for the year, so they go. I mean, are they going to find a bat? I mean, this last trade, they they what they find a couple of pitchers. Are they going to go find a bat? Do they need a bat? I mean, you have to, if you're if you're not going to trade him, then you put yourself your back gets against the wall that you have to try to show him we're going for it, and we'll go for it, and that's when the doomsday that you brought up could show up. You made trades for now, hoping to get that guy to stay with you. And then he leaves, and you just look around like left holding the bag. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it's in, an even worse situation than just what we've talked about of keeping them and maybe not making drastic trades and then losing them. Well, at least you have some prospects. And this, it could be franchise cratering to lose him and then have to totally rebuild your farm system because you traded it all away to try to keep him here and happy. Oh, no doubt. It, and I'm just hoping that's the scenario. That's a Ranger fan. <laughs> I mean, it's a <laughs> – You know what bad it's got for the Angels? My brother-in-law grew up in Southern Cal, told me, yes, two days ago, he's a Cincinnati Reds fan now. Oh, boy. Probably because of De La Cruz, but it's like he's up in arms. He's like I, – I, he was – he didn't say it, but I could see he's just frustrated. It's the same thing every year. You got these stars, and I want to say, why would you go to the Reds? I got plenty of Ranger gear I could have given you. <laughs> By the way, my Brewers are leading their division over the Reds. Two games. There you go. That's probably the, the Centrals in both leagues probably getting one team. You're going to have to win the division in order to get into the playoffs, it looks like to me. But once again, just like in the, in the AL, that might be an advantage because your schedule down the stretch won't be quite the same as some of these other uh, better divisions. Fun times. I mean, the, the Otani thing is its unlike anything we've ever seen on the field, and it's really kind of unlike anything we've ever seen off of it either. Just the, the stakes around this thing are so high for it. the whole league. Yeah. Especially that handful of teams that might actually be able to sign him once the season's over. We'll be back on the Garrison Financial Friday. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside this specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. 
Skinny on Sports. You can't say on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Right there on the text line. Maybe Otani is the alien that we've been hearing about yeah. in Congress. Him and, him and Wimb and Yana came down the same spaceship. They might have. I'm not going to put anything past any of that. Uh, it's a Garrison Financial Friday. Scott Garrison at Garrison Financial. 124 North Main right here in Elk City. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email address. He's a, he does it all. Full financial planning. He'll shop the open markets to bring you the best value on your life insurance and investments. We'll tell you all about Scott as we continue to move through the show. Joining us now uh, is uh, the man that has been involved and, and really got the thing started, Officials versus Cancer. It's a guy that you're going to see at a local high school football field in your neighborhood this fall. It's Mr. Leland Searcy. Leland, how are you today? Man, I'm good. I'm good. How are you and Jared? Uh, doing well. It just kind of rolling through the kind of those last couple of weeks before high school football. It gets pretty busy around here trying to get everything ready to go. Yeah, we're uh, gosh, we're the summer. Summer's flown by. It's just went so fast in football season. We've already had a couple meetings uh, up here, and uh, yeah, our state meetings over with. We had it last Saturday. Uh, obviously, when we had our OOA business meeting, when we where we donate the money for. The children's but yeah it's it's early close and uh i've been i've been uh, i've been jogging a little can you imagine that 65 <laughs> almost 66 years old so i've been getting getting my body in a little bit better shape so it's been it's time surely on a treadmill inside with ac right you're not jogging in this heat are you well actually uh i i'm I'm jogging, yes. It's 6.30 in the morning. I run in my backyard. My backyard, guys, uh, and Jared, you'd probably talk to my daughter, Lindsay. My backyard is, is we can play baseball on one side and football on the other. It's oh, huge. wow. Wow. So uh, the backyard, uh, you know, I've, I've got it mowed down like a football field. It's in plus condition, obviously, because we've had so much moisture. But I, I do I do thirty yard wind sprints, and then my wife and I walk about three miles every three days, every every other day, every, three days a week. So it's been uh, it's been good, it's been good. It's been uh, I'm looking forward to it. Got a wonderful seat, wonderful schedule. Uh oh, did we lose him? He went to sell heck. I think he did. Dang it! Oh, Are there you there? You back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, oh. We lost you there for just one second, uh, as you were okay. talking about that. You got you guys got a good schedule coming up in the fall. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I'm in my office. Let me move. <clears throat> yeah, we've got a really good schedule. Uh, week zero. Week zero. We're at. Uh, we're at. Uh, we've, oh yeah, this is one to open up with. Kingfisher Clinton at Kingfisher. A good one. So. Uh, that's our week zero game, and then uh, we visit you guys. Week we're at, we're week we're at week three. We're at Elk City. Carl Albert we got the got the we got the Titans and and the Big Elks. So yeah, it's been it's it's a good season. Wet Clinton, I mean uh, Guthrie Piedmont the next week. Weatherford Clinton the following week. Enid Broken Arrow, Stillwater Tahlequah, Edmond Santa Fe Yukon. And then we mixed in a couple of games. I'm going to work a game for Dave Foster at Alva, who used to be at Elk City. Yep. So uh, work a game up there on uh, week uh, 
uh, week ten. We work a Thursday night game. So, yeah, go to go to go to Lawton. Go to Lawton there in the middle of the season, about week seven or week eight. So on a Thursday night and a Friday. The Lawton trip, guys, is the trip of the year. So we go down Lawton on Friday, Thursday, and work. We work. Uh, I think we work Lawton MacArthur. Play golf at the territory Friday morning. They put us up in the hotel. Play golf at the territory Friday morning, and then we then we get Lawton High and uh, maybe Putnam City North that night. So and just make the trek back about almost three hours. So good season, good good final season for me. I'm. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and man, we've got some new changes too. We got some mechanical changes, got a few rule changes, so uh, it's gonna be a good year. Be looking forward to it. All right, so you mentioned you had your um, annual uh, meeting, annual get together, and that's where you donate uh, the the money to the pediatric uh, research, the cancer research. Tell us uh, how that went, and kind of the numbers that were involved in that. It went. It went real good. Uh, we. Uh, we start the we start the meeting. You know, we, we we it's we're there really for we're really really there for the Hall of Fame. Uh, we inducted uh, we inducted some members in the Hall of Fame this year I, every year, and uh, we do our we do our deal right before that. And uh, and I'm I'm making it making a, I'm requesting to the to our office that we do this afterwards because I think I think that Hall of Fame is the most important thing for. Officials that have spent, you know, half their life refereeing basketball or whatever sport they referee, football, whatever. But we uh, we we made a donation to uh, the Children's Hospital, and and uh, this year the check was wrote for thirty nine thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. So it was a really good year. It was uh, it was uh, it was record breaking for sure. Uh, up from about up from thirty thousand last year. So. so that's the most you've ever donated. Most we ever donated, wow. absolutely. And you know, we have so everybody has everybody everybody says, how did we get here? You know, how do how do we get from year one at seven thousand? And I, and you know, it's one word, it's one word, awareness. The more we get on the radio and talk about it, the more the pla- the more platforms that we can we can use to to briefly mention. That uh, one out of every eighteen kids born in Oklahoma before their eighteenth birthday is gonna is gonna get cancer. Uh, you know, it's 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 like everybody's like, really? I said, yeah. I mean, so uh, cancer uh, pediatric cancer research centers get less donations than any other cancer center in the United States. It's awareness, and uh, you know, it's going on. We know it's going on. We see our neighbor kids. We see our relatives. We, you know, I read, I read two, I read two. Uh, so I'm not a guy that I don't like dunning people. Okay, so I'm not that guy that comes up to you and say, "Hey, Jared, how about donating to fix cancer?" You know, if Jared wants to donate and he sees me, he knows what I'm doing. And do you guys agree with that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, so I'm going through this deal and this is our seventh year uh this is our sixth year excuse me we're going into our seventh year and you know i get to thinking man I, every time i see people i don't want them to think i'm done with them for money but then but then i get this text then i get this guy from messenger he sends me this message and he's asking me are you going to collect money are you going to collect money during the oi meeting in july 
And I said, yeah, I think we're going to. I think, I think we're going to. And he goes, I said, but what's your thoughts? Because I want to know what people are thinking. I'm telling you right now, guys, this hits you right in the middle of the chest. I'm going to read it to you, okay? Okay. Keep it going, man. While many officials worry about if they're going to get a playoff assignment or worrying about making the right call on Friday night during the game, etc., there are parents and children that are worried if their babies are going to make it through the night. What you're doing is making a difference. Now that is perspective. You know, you uh, wow. there, there's, a big, you uh, there's a big part of me that wishes that would be read before every single game across the state of Oklahoma, no matter what sport, to give some perspective to the parents and, and the kids before the game. And, and maybe that helps out with the the behavior during the game. Boy, that's true. And I, I read two, so I'm going to read you this other one. I read two. Two weeks before the, the meeting last Saturday, I get this on a Saturday morning. Are you going to are you going to be taking up donations for the children or officials versus cancer uh, on Saturday? I said yes. We're going to pass the bucket. Uh, we'll have a, we'll have a slideshow, and I said we're going to pass the bucket. He goes great. He goes my nephew was diagnosed two months ago. You told us cancer doesn't discriminate a couple of years ago, and Leland, you were right. He's six, and he should be getting ready for the first grade. Instead, he's fighting for his life. What you guys are doing is the most important things for kids in Oklahoma. Keep it up, man. You're doing great. Now, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that that this right here is the tools we need to spread the awareness. Is that right? Hundred percent. Absolutely. So it's this has been a. You know, I'm I'm six years into this, and this has been such an eye-opening experience. Because once I started researching, uh, you know, what is pediatric cancer and what what where, how many how many kids are getting it, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm seeing all these things, and then people start sending me this stuff. So it's touching people's hearts. It's touching people, their souls, and and they're wanting to give, and just like just like. Saturday, we only have eighty people in the room. We put, you know, we don't, you know, we pass the bucket, but we get fourteen hundred ninety dollars. I mean, that's not a lot of money, but you know what? If we had, if we had a thousand people in the room, what would it be like then? If you read all that stuff, so it's it's really it's really been an eye opening experience for me, and obviously, I tell my stories to you guys. I tell them to other people. And uh, I think they touch other people the way they touch me. So, uh, you know, what we're doing is what we're doing is uh, is uh, we're raising awareness, raising awareness, which in turn, you know, brings dollars in to research. Eighty three percent now, eighty three percent of our kids are being cured uh, in 2015, two years before I started. We're at fifty six percent, so it's uh, it's it's we're getting there. We're we're getting there, and we're we're making headway. So uh, it's it's a it's a big deal. I mean, it's uh, it's a big deal. You know, I always thought I, I don't know anybody that's got cancer. 
seven years ago. I don't know anybody that had a kid that was cancer. Lo and behold, one of my bankers works for Jimmy Harrell at Bank of Western Oklahoma. Daughter comes down with brain cancer. And uh, his wife is his wife is a she's a sweetheart of a girl. I've known her since she was a little kid, and she is she is living a living testimony. I'm telling you, she's been through it all. Fifty two times that kid was put under with anesthesia to be treated. Now think about that for your six year old daughter. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Goodness, yeah. uh, it's just it, it's such a. We just got a text. If that does, if that doesn't choke you up uh, when you're reading that message, then nothing will. You don't have a heart. Um, That's right. You know, and we're visiting with Leland Searcy, officials versus cancer. How much have you noticed in these uh, going on now seven years? How much more maybe acceptance, maybe not might be the right word, but at least you, know, you mentioned people kind of see you and they, and they know how, how much do you feel that, that, hey, this is making a big difference because they don't see me as, you know, Leland, the basketball official. They see me as Leland, uh, the, the, the guy that's trying to raise money for cancer, pediatric cancer awareness. Well, you're, you're exactly right because people see me now because, you know, when, when, when I, 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 40-plus years of refereeing, you know, people come up to you all the time, hey, you refereed my games, you know, 1997. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they knew my name, but I have no idea who they are. But used to, they did that. In the last couple of years, hey, man, how, how, how's the research? How's, how's the fundraising going? What you guys are doing here is great. I mean, I, you guys, you know, and, and I've heard people tell me this, too. You guys give me a different light when I look at an official now. When I look at an official now, I go, you know, these guys are, are their fathers, grandfathers, brothers and sisters, you know, and and they're normal people. And so, and we, uh, we do, I do get that. I do get that now. Hey, how's it going? How's the fundraising going? You know, I sent a check in last year and I'll get you another check next year. Yeah, it's been good. It's been real good. It's a, it's been a change. It's been a little bit of a change for me because, you know, I have a friend that comes down with it in 15, friend's daughter, and I get to thinking about it, and that's what triggered me to do this. And So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely changed the way people look at the guys in the stripes. I, I think it has. I, I, think we're, I think we're starting to turn that corner maybe and, and see that. You have your, you just had it, had it about a month ago, your big golf tournament, and that's one of your bigger fundraisers. Do you, you know, you just told us your schedule coming up for this football season, and I heard a lot of big games in there. Do you go and raise a banner and pass around a bucket at your games? I mean, there's going to be a big crowd at the Oak City Carl Albert game. I think you can get a lot of money there. Well, uh, you know, the, 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 I, I we could, <laughs> we could, Jared, but, if you're an official, okay, you're an official on the field. Uh, when, when would you do that? We would probably have to do it at halftime, right? I mean, you'd have to do it at halftime. Yeah. Uh, I've got four guys with me. To pass the bucket, it's going to take. Yeah. Because listen, we're 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 kicking this idea around, not at football games. We're kicking this idea around 
where we where we recognize children. It's a state tournament. You've seen that, right? Where we recognize children at the state football championship at Wantland Stadium in Edmond. We've talked about doing fifty fifty raffle. Fifty fifty raffle is one of the largest, most popular fundraising events now in the United States. At a lot of sporting events, they do fifty fifty raffles, and you know you guys know what. You guys know what that is, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So 50-50 raffle is kind of what we're looking at for, for our seventh year. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'd love, I'd love for somebody at the game to be, to be able to do that, organize that. I'd help them organize it. But as far as me being a part of it, it would be tough for me because I don't want the teams, you know, i got to be careful here. I don't want the teams to think, is he here for you know? I don't want to lose my lose my direction. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, right. sure. Yeah, I, so, I I wonder if maybe it could be something to where we here uh, could have like a QR code that sent you right to the Venmo something something along those lines. Yeah. You know, at the at, yep. we just got that you know at the front gate. Yes. Uh, or or just somewhere where Look at the cheerleaders could, go. That's right. Scan <laughs> scan the QR codes and. And you'd be able to yeah. go right to the, the, the QR code. Put the QR code on the back of your of your uh, program. Yeah, yeah. Some, yep, something like that. I think that yeah. would work really, yeah. really well. We know this athletic director. Maybe <laughs> we can get that done. <laughs> yeah. yeah we got to, we, you, you know Mr. Hunt pretty good, yeah. huh? <laughs> he, was, he was my golf coach in high school. So I, I, we, we still I'm telling you. Stay, uh, I'm telling you right now. This is, this is going to get a lost subject, but you guys are so blessed to have Coach Hunt. To have Zach Maynard, to have that that group of guys, that's an, that's an impressive bunch, and they they have won my heart over since since I've known Brian Hunt when he was at Hinton. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been a I've been a fan of Brian Hunt. Brian and I talk 10, 20 times a year. I run stuff past him; he runs stuff past me. We're always talking. Of course, I work a basketball game down there every year for the last. 25 years. Worked football game there the last 20 years. But my point is, you got to develop relationships as, a, as an official, and positive relationships lead to positive results. And obviously, I've, I've, I've had a pretty good, I've had a fun, I've had a, my results have been, you know, I've been received pretty well. So I, I'm pretty fortunate, really pretty fortunate. So, but you guys are blessed with two guys right there. I don't know everybody down there, so I'm not going to leave anybody out. But you got a great staff, great staff. For for those listening, uh, Leland, uh, what's the easiest way that they can get involved with donating to the Officials versus Cancer uh, to help that that 83 percent number uh, skyrocket all the way up to 100? So, <clears throat> for the most part, uh, Venmo is where we get 80 percent of our donations at Venmo. If you if you want to message me on Messenger. I'm on Facebook. I got we got an OOA page for Oklahoma officials, and I got a personal page. Uh, but you can message me on message me on Facebook, and if you got an idea that you want to do at your home football game or your home basketball game this year, if you got an idea, run it by me, man. I'm all about it. So Venmo is 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 like I said, it's it's the most popular uh, donation site. Uh, OK officials vs cancer is our access code. So you can donate and, and right there and and uh, you know uh, it's a lot. The game is important. Don't 
don't get me wrong. But life is a heck of a lot more important for these kids. And these kids, these kids, these kids don't have a chance when they're five, six, seven. Little girl from Thomas is, was four years old when she got diagnosed with leukemia. Her immune system isn't even built up yet. That's why this is so important. And uh, so that was one of the girls we recognized at, uh, at Classic Bowl this year at halftime. We recognized these two girls, and, and uh, one's they're, they're both six, but uh, one was four and one was five when they were diagnosed. Well, the, they don't have a chance. Those little girls don't have a chance. Those little kids don't have a chance because their immune systems didn't even, they're not even getting fully, you know, going in there, all of a sudden they're sick fighting for their lives. So anyway, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys for letting me come on and talk about it. Let me, uh, let me uh, expose the, uh, the, the, the awareness to your, to your uh, listening, listening, crowd, listening format. And, and it's, it's just, it's just awesome that we can talk about it. And every time we talk about it, guys, I get money on Venmo. So it's, it's really good. It's really good. Man, thank you so much, Leland. Uh, glad it's growing and getting more and more, as you said, awareness, the key word. And uh, we'll let you on anytime you want uh, to talk about that and try to uh, spread your message uh, throughout the state of Oklahoma. Thank you, sir. I appreciate what you're doing. Hey, keep up the good work, guys. I listen to you every day. And uh, have a good rest of the short summer we got left. And, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see you at the football game. Absolutely. Thank you. That is our man, Leland Searcy. Officials versus cancer. It's amazing what that organization has, how much it's grown and how fast it's grown in just six short years. And, oh, yeah. And I would, I would be real hard-pressed not to believe that there won't be a new record set year over year over year for a while now, you know, looking forward. Yeah. Because as things spread, as people um, get more aware of it, I, and I think that, you know, it's just one of those things, like Scott said on the text line, if that doesn't, if what that message sent to him, if it doesn't choke you up just a little bit, yeah. uh, you may not have a heart first off and nothing else will. Yeah. Second off. You got to, so. yeah, it's a perspective of, of uh, you know, sometimes I have to remind myself when I go to games, I'm a fan, and which is very rare anymore. Either I'm going as a broadcaster mm-hmm. or sitting on the, in the dugout, but I have to remind myself that this is a game. Mm-hmm. These are these are this is athletics. This is a game, and uh, I have to kind of remind myself. And there are bigger things, and that's a that's a perspective thing. And he kept he kept saying, six year old girl, you couldn't help, but I couldn't help but think of my own daughter. You know, right. what if I was in that situation? Mm-hmm. You know, and I so this is a great cause to to uh, donate towards, and he's using his platform as an official. Uh, to bring awareness, I mean, there's that's awesome, you know. So, uh, and then, like I said earlier, I mean, he, he, you know, this is last year, and I'm glad he was listing off all those games. I mean, he's getting some big games: Oak City, Carl Hour, he's getting the Custer County conflict, that Kingfisher game with Clinton, all these big games. And I don't think I, I think maybe that's God's way of saying we're sending you to those to those big crowds, Leland. So that's why I asked that question, and I'm sure Leland's listening. We're gonna get that QR code. We're gonna yeah, do. We're, we're gonna, gonna figure that out. We're gonna figure that out. I got an idea that we're, I'm gonna run by you later. But that's a great, great uh, thing he's doing. We're glad to help him. Yeah, he's could, welcome on this show anytime. Yeah, uh, I just thought of how could somebody scan that through the TV if we flopped it up on the screen? We can. 
yeah, that'll be happening. How about we uh, just don't put it in one program, have them put them in one program a game? How about all the games? Well, yeah. I mean, how simple is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're we just, just got to get that QR code. We'll get with Leland. We'll get that. Figure we'll, that out we'll, for sure. We can help organize that. But yeah, we can get that on Big Elk TV. I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. Everybody get ready to scan. Try it. And like he says all the time, just. He's not asking for somebody to donate a thousand dollars. No. If everybody donates twenty bucks, it's listening. Like that, no, those numbers does that climb mean? and climb yeah. and climb. Appreciate his time as always. And yeah, it's always fun to see him on the field too. It is. It helps our broadcast out because he brings his mic. That's right. We'll be back <laughs> on Garrison Financial Friday. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of Third and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker, dealer, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, wrapping up a Garrison Financial Friday with Scott at SoonerWealth.com. Scott's email address, 124 North Main, his physical address. Get on by there. Uh, man, he, he manages your investments. If you want to manage them, but you're just not sure how to start, he'll build you a plan, charge you hourly just to build it up, and then you can manage it from there. And, of course, always working with your accountants, streamline all that tax ramifications, all of those returns, make sure everything is filed correctly. Scott at SoonerWealth.com, 124 North Main, right here in Elk City. Uh, every Friday is a Garrison Financial Friday. Uh, we always do uh, when Leland comes on. I'm assuming we'll put that Venmo uh, yeah, uh, up on our Skinny on Sports Facebook page. Yeah. Okay, officials vs. Cancer. cancer. Yes. Is, is that? If is you have that Venmo, just search that, and you're good to go. And um, donate. Yeah. Well, we'll get that. We'll put that out on our Facebook where people can get that. And like I said, we got. I got some ideas. And. We'll see if we can help spread more awareness about this, but it's just getting bigger and bigger. I mean, he just set a record for donations this past year, and I don't doubt he'll get more. Yeah, I think another one's on the way yeah. for year number seven. Um, Update, Quaid, even par through four. So he's just kind of hanging in there, really falling down the leaderboard, just a couple of spots. But uh, So he's still right in the mix, still top 15, uh, top 12 right now playing his fifth hole. He had his birdie, first hole, bogey, the second hole, and then made a couple pars after that uh, up there in Illinois at this week's Corn Ferry Tour event. He's 59th on the season-long points list. Top 30 get PGA Tour cards. Top 75 retain their Corn Ferry Tour cards. So he, his last couple of finishes vaulted him up where he's in a pretty good spot Corn Ferry-wise, and now the goal, obviously, is to continue to play really well and keep bumping up toward that uh, top 30 
by the time that the Corn Ferry Tour uh, championship comes along here in about a month and a half or so. Uh, so good stuff uh, from Weatherford native at Quay to Cummins. I mentioned it at the top, Jared, Ryder Cup, it's going to be a huge conversation, a huge debate as far as how Zach Johnson feel, uh, fills out the rest of his team in the next month. The top six on the points list will make it automatically. Then he'll have six additional captain's picks. And a lot of the conversation is going to center around Justin Thomas, who hasn't had very good form this season, but who has been a standout in Ryder, in, in the two Ryder Cups that he's played, 6-2-1, and one, which is the best record through two years of any American to start his career. And so the, the, the conversation is going to be this current form versus Ryder Cup experience. When you think about that, just for you, kind of how do you weigh those things? Well, how do I pick when we pick majors? How do I pick them? It's, it feels like you pick whoever's hot. Yeah. And I, I but has it helped me? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's how I would pick it, though. Who's 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 hot? But I, I see the other angle of it is is who's had success in the Ryder Cup, or maybe who's had success of where they're going to go play. And, and then, of course, world rankings where they're at now. But I lean towards who's playing hot. Uh, if you get a collective amount of players that are playing really good in the moment, that's probably how I would lean. But um, but on the other hand, I, I can see the argument to uh, you know who's had success despite how they're playing now. How about you? A little bit of both? Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. Also, uh, my, last que- my next question for you is going to be, do you have a difference? Uh, do you weigh it a little bit differently because this is going to be in Europe versus if the cup was going to be held well, right here in the I, States? I think I'd tip my hand on that one a little bit. Uh, like if, if you could pick a guy, go, well, okay, we're going over here. This guy plays really good in, in open, cha- open championships. He plays really good in Europe, no matter where the course is or this particular course. So I can see him doing that, but he's not going to take a flyer on a guy that's maybe ranked 56 or something just because he, plays really I don't see that happening but if it's the choice between guy that's playing hot right now or a guy that maybe be 10 spots below him that has a lot of success over there and still a fairly really good golfer I'd I can see him bringing one of those guys I don't know any names that would fit into that bill but I I can that's what I said I mean there's a lot of strategic strategy to this but ultimately for me is, I mean, if you go pick a guy just because he's had a lot of Ryder Cup success, but it might, a lot of people go, well, he's been horrible the last year. Why would you bring him on? Yeah, that's it, where I, that turns me off. That's where I'd go, no, you're right. I'd pick a guy that's been really good. He's consistently finishing top tens He's or fives or whatever. He's there on Sunday. He's playing really good golf. I got to go with this guy. So right now the top six would be Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, and Patrick Cantlay. Then right behind them, like if it went if you went down to twelve, like is it's a twelve man team, you know? If you just pick the next six, it would be Homa, Cam Young, Spieth, Keegan Bradley, 
Colin Morikawa and Ricky Fowler. JT is 14th. So it's not like you're talking about him, you know, he's not like 50th. Yeah. And just has been a good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's also, it's also pretty crazy that he struggled as much as he has and doesn't have a spot because he's been one of the best young Americans for five or six years now. And you kind of, he's just a guy that you you pretty well just kind of take him as a guarantee, right? I mean, when you think of a Ryder Cup team right now for the United States, it's really hard to think of one that Justin Thomas isn't a part of because of the success that he's had there. He's a two-time major winner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it just, he's one of those guys that you just, yeah, well, yeah, Justin Thomas. I wonder who, you start thinking, okay, who's he going to play with? Instead of, gosh, is he going to be on the team? But I, he has struggled. And, and I would bet you, of the 6,370 points that he's amassed in this two-year period since the last Ryder Cup, a vast majority of those came last year. Obviously winning the PGA in Tulsa. You know, you know he, he cranked those points out a long time ago. And I think it's fascinating. I don't see, in, obviously, if he could play well, playing right now at the 3M up in, in Minneapolis. He shot two under yesterday, which was kind of down in the 40s as far as the, the leaderboard. He did play in the afternoon when the wind kicked up. Uh, right now, he's two over par, which puts him at even for the tournament, which is missing the cut. That's not helping. It's it's like he can make this decision so much more accepted if he would just play well, right? Just a little bit. Just play. Don't play dead. Yeah. But he's having a hard time not playing dead. Yeah. Listen, sometimes things just <coughs> just time to move on. Well, that's what's weird about it's it. Accept, it's not like it's not like a forty-five-year-old Phil or a forty-two-year-old Tiger, where it's yeah. like, okay, you've had your time. No, about a guy that's in his twenties. Yeah, that it's kind of like, whoa. Maybe he needs to go talk to Ricky and go, "What did you do?" Yeah, they're boys. <clears throat> what did you do? You changed something. I mean, there's some obvious answers there, but there's something, maybe some. You know, you went and changed your swing a little bit, switched up some things. What else did you do? Yeah, putter for sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and it seems like JT has a different putter every single round right now. Trying to find – it's trying to find it. Yeah. And right now he's not finding it. And today it's not helping whatsoever. <laughs> Another guy that's sort of on that – a little bit further down the list, but Tony Finau. He played really well yesterday. He's He's a guy that can maybe solidify a pick if he can play well the last few weeks, so – it's fascinating to me how Zach Johnson's going to choose to go about this. Yeah, here in the next month. So, all right, man. This is nice, uh, very good. Garrison Financial Friday. Yeah. Appreciate Leland Cersei coming on, man. Officials versus cancer. Okay, officials vs. cancer on Venmo. Making another record-setting year for those guys. Doing the Lord's work, there's no doubt about it. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. This has been the Skinny on Sports. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to 